The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And uh, there you'll see two videos at the top of the screen. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday. So if you want to watch that, you can see it up until 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern this afternoon. Otherwise, you have to go over to Rumble for it in the uh, list of videos that we have there for the radio show. And uh, he'll be live in that area at 3 p.m. Eastern. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button. Blow it up on whatever advice you've got. Click on the Rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner once you do that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you can join us in the chat on Rumble. Uh, also, we are streaming live to Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live, 
Also, beforeitsnews.com, top of the page. DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. Number of Facebook pages that bear my name. Twitch.tv at Real Tim Brown. And then Twitter for whatever that's worth at The Real Tim Brow 2. Leave off the end of off my name and add a 2, The Real Tim Brow 2. And that's where you can find me on Twitter uh, for whatever that's worth. And while you're over there, please sign up for our email newsletter. You get one of those a day between 7 and 8 Eastern. It's all of our uh, our articles for the day at sonsoflibertymedia.com, including the morning show archive. So if there's something that you hear, something you see, a document, a Bible verse, whatever the case may be, that will be in that archive. It'll be under the same title as uh, what our show is today, which I'll go ahead and get you ready. Following Diamond's death, Silk now is engaged in necromancy and auto writing. So that's the title that you're going to find on sonsoflibertymedia.com. All this information will be there that I'm going to show you. It will be there, sonsoflibertymedia.com, okay? All right. Um, and by the way, you'll have it in a podcast form, too. So if you don't like watching videos, you just want to listen to something, that's available, too. If you want to play, do a replay, you can do that as well. Um, also at sonsoflibertymedia.com, if you agree with our message, you would like to help keep us out there doing what we do, there's a donate button at the top of the page. Click on that and make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty, and we do appreciate you guys very, very much. Um, let me give you one little off-topic thing, and then I'm going to go down a line of stuff uh, of what I see coming out. The reason I was going to say, I was going to title this something like Necromancy and Auto Writing, the latest paganism that conservatism is pushing. Probably, Maybe I should have done that, but I figure with what's going on uh, concerning, concerning Diamond and Silt, Maybe this would draw people in to at least hear the message of what we have to say about it. Okay, so before I do that, this is uh, Dave Voss. I want you to hear. Not that you need to know. These guys are telling you what they're doing. They let me let me see if I can put it this way. These are the foreign terrorists, and there are domestic terrorists. There are people from our country who are in this World Economic Forum, and they are telling us the attacks. They're bringing on us. Now, they're not bringing them with weapons yet, as far as guns and such. But they're going to use other weapons. They're going to use our money system. They're going to use our food supply against us. They're going to use the economy, CBDCs. We're going to talk about that maybe later this week. They're going to do all these kinds of things. And it's because we're letting them do it. And we have to get out of the mindset that waiting on those in office to do for us, even though that's what they're supposed to do, they're supposed to be representing us, they, like Adam, have fallen. They have given themselves over to the devil. And it's up to the people, the righteous people among us, the remnant of God, to right the wrong that's been done. And I hope you understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying more cardboard. I'm not saying more voices. We need all that. But there has to be something that brings justice to these people. There, there has to be something that brings justice to the people. And the only thing I'm seeing now, in fact, I was speaking with Dr. Bill Smith. You guys remember we had Bill on several times. Bill was one who actually had a great presentation for myocarditis. Uh, if you didn't see that, and you really want to understand what's going on with myocarditis, you need to watch that. I mean, it's a great presentation. And Bill had his um, uh, 
court date over the ma- remember bill stood and uh, was giving his testimony there and um <clears throat> the funny thing is is they charged him with not wearing a mask and then criminal trespass and then as he goes to court they say well we're going to drop the mask mandate just charge you 20 bucks and um but you're still criminally trespassing well how do you charge somebody for criminally trespassing when the basis for that was a lawless edict known as you got to put a mask on but you're going to you're not going to charge him for the mask mandate <laughs> see these people you, you see what's going on anyway with that said here's the guy from uh, Davos this year listen to what he says here at WEF, I believe we're discussing um, there's a lot of discussion about what the, the new world order will be or how, even in the context of, uh, of our, our, our new Helsinki, uh, how do we f- work towards that new normative international order that allows us to address our differences and disputes as the civilized world. Uh, and I believe perhaps we are at the moment in such a hyper-partisan, hyper-polarized time that we're not going to be able to form uh, that new Helsinki uh, today, but I hope going forward we are able to do. I mean, we must. We must form uh, and improve our normative and international institutional order internationally, so, so that we can address these complaints. I hope this time round, once we're building this new world order or new rules-based order, the voice of the global South and the developing world is included. Hmm. While we're developing this new world order. Hmm. New rules-based order. In other words, we're going to throw off God's law, as we read about in Psalm 2. We're going to cast his bands asunder. We're going to throw off God's law, and we're going to institute our own law. The law of tooth and fang in the jungle. That's what it is. It's, it, they're trying to take Darwinism and make it the law. Do what thou will will be the whole of the law. Let, let me tell you something about Satanism. It's not drinking blood and performing rituals and all that stuff. Any of you guys ever heard of Mike Warnke? And that guy, what I understand was, I heard him one time. I read his book. And then he was apparently shown to be a fraud. And then I started, this was years ago. I actually read some stuff from some practicing Satanists. And here's what they said. They said, the majority of people in the church are practicing Satanism. I said, what? Because they held to what Aleister Crowley had written, and that was, do what thou wilt will be the whole of the law. And they said, as long as you're not hurting anybody, at least from their standpoint, not hurting anybody, you can do whatever you want. Two consenting adults can just fornicate. They can commit adultery. They can get together and... And uh, and be with animals if that's what they want. Whatever they want to do. They can do whatever they want to do. And they make up their own law. And isn't that exactly what the Bible says happens when a people forget their God? Yep. They do what's right in their own sight. And this is what's going on right here. This guy thinks we have to do this. We have to have this international world order. And say, no, we don't have to have that at all. This, this guy is promoting the new Nimrod, the new... Tower of Babel. That's what they're doing. All right, so with that said, I want to just address something from yesterday. Now, when I brought up a thing, I, I don't know if either of these ladies got the shot or not, but nevertheless, 
we have covered the issue of now everybody's using the term shedding okay shedding is really a term that was used for the old style quote-unquote vaccines that was usually if i'm not mistaken the inserts that used to come with those used to say you know if you've got this you need to be careful about being around pregnant women and stuff like this because you shed somehow your body is putting this off and the term that we were told to use was transmission with this mrna now what i would love to see is you remember those devices we showed you um from the airport that were picking up you know whether people are taking the shot or not there was the colors that were in them in their in their bodies and their heads and their arms i wonder if we could pick up something like that to see if something's coming off these people and being actually transmitted to somebody if that's actually a real thing because i haven't seen anything like it okay but i've heard people talk about it and so the question becomes well if diamond didn't take the shot was there transmission that's going on and is this possibly what silk was getting at so what i want to do is i want to start off with this this is a story out of newsweek and it says did diamond and silk get vaccinated and i'm going to make my way through this i'm going to play the video from yesterday again i'm going to play a new video for you of what she's doing or what she did at that event uh, silk did at that event and then we're going to walk through the scriptures too but this is permeating and it's going into the quote-unquote conservative constitutional Christian circles. Okay? Did Diamond and Silk get vaccinated? Cause of death remarks spark confusion. Now, this, this, this guy, Alex Phillips, is obviously talking about what Silk had to say at the, um, at the memorial for her sister. And here's what he says. He says, at a memorial event held in the hometown of Fayetteville, North Carolina, just up the road from me, on January 17th, remarks by the surviving sister, oh Lord, Silk, let's just say that, Hernithia Rochelle Richardson, got it, has sparked confusion over the nature of her death and whether it is being attributed to the COVID-19 vaccine. The duo were supporters and unofficial campaigners for President Donald Trump. And I'm going to tell you something. I have my question of how they got where they are. You don't just get this, this star stage without some backing. Okay? I'm just going to tell you, I just I question all of that. Okay, And have appeared on stage at several of his rallies through his support, blah, blah, blah. blah. Hardaway's death was first announced by Trump on a social media, social, uh, tr true social platform on January 10th. Really bad news from Republicans and, frankly, all Americans. He wrote, her death was officially announced by the pair's Twitter account two days later. The world just lost a true angel, warrior patriot for freedom, love, and humanity, it tweeted. Claims that Hardaway had been hospitalized in November fueled speculation online that she had died of COVID. Their joint Twitter account asked fans to pray for Diamond on November 26. However, it has since attacked claims she died of the virus, calling for retractions. Richardson's cause of death has not been released. And it goes on and... You know, he, he's basically attacking anybody who questions whether she got a shot. I don't even know uh, that it deals with the issue of transmission. But if you even question it, if you, if you have a thinking brain in your head and you go, sounds to me like maybe she took that shot that John, Donald encouraged her to take, then, then 
you are anathema. You are damned. You're worse than the low belly snake. Okay. This is what the this is what's being pre presented here. So what's he actually talking about? Well, we played this yesterday. Bear with me. I'm just going to play it one more time. This is Silk at um, the Celebrating the Life of Diamond. This is what she had to say that's caused all this controversy. I hung up the phone. She said to me, I can't breathe. It was suddenly, out of nowhere, and no warning. I got her to the kitchen table, opened up the back door so that she can get some air. And each breath was less and less and less until her eyes became a stare. My husband and I followed the 911 instructions uh, 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 from the lady. We laid her, like they told us to lay her flat. They said do CPR and it was one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. My husband and I alternated and kept going and going and going until the emergency truck came in, came into the, the yard and the EMS came into the house. They did everything that they could. So what I wanna say to everybody is don't you dare call me a conspiracy theorist because I saw it happen. I saw how it happened. I was there when it happened and it happened suddenly. I want America to wake up and pay attention. Something ain't right. It's time to investigate what's really going on here and get some answers to why are people falling dead suddenly. Yeah, well, I agree with that. This is about, I don't know, two years too late to be asking, but I'm glad she's found it. I, I really am. And this is how it happens, guys. Some people will talk about things. I, I've seen some people have sent me uh, videos of Diamond and Silk where they've interviewed some, some doctors uh, and such about some of this stuff. So they weren't ignorant of what was going on. I know that. Um, but asking for the people who perpetrated the crime on America to investigate it? I'm not behind that. We know what's going on. We've got the documents. We've got Pfizer's documents to the FDA. We know they knew it. In fact, we just put this out yesterday. And you guys are probably familiar with the Project Veritas. Undercover video. Pfizer scientists knew that the mRNA COVID vaccine, quote-unquote, was likely cause of myocarditis and heart attacks. Surprise, surprise, surprise. We knew that before they even rolled the thing out. We knew these things did this. And people wanted to poo-poo it, and they wanted to say, oh, you guys are just conspiracy theorists. You've got your tinfoil hat on. You, you don't know what you're talking about. You're a wild-eyed crazy guy. And what is it, guys? Because there's no denying there's a conspiracy here. Let's just put it real clear. This is happening on a worldwide scale that people are dying suddenly. She's right about that. 
And how is it happening when the documents confirm the deaths and adverse effects of these shots that they are selling to you as safe and effective, which they are neither? And the Mockingbird media and the politicians pimping the shot who are being paid off for it and the Mockingbird media who's being paid off for it by Pfizer and company to the tune of 30 or 40% of their advertising revenue are telling you the very opposite of what these shots do. The very opposite. They are state-controlled media. That's what they are. So, what later on happened? By the way, Jill says that uh, she did address shedding at the funeral. I'm not sure that that's the right term, Jill, but, but it, nevertheless, the, the concept is the same. It's somehow being passed from one person to another. They're, I don't even know what the word would be to come out of their bodies, uh, what's in there, and it be shed to somebody. I, I don't know. I'm not necessarily convinced of all that stuff, but it, it's possible. It's possible that could be there. Here is what she also said. Now, I'm going to tell you, this, this kind of stuff right here sends chills down my spine. Because what she tells you here, those of you who know your Bible... It's stuff like this right here. Listen, it's stuff like this right here that you're about to hear. As to why the people were kicked out of Canaan, God sent his people in to destroy them and to take over the land. They were engaged in this very thing that Silk is talking about right here. Take a listen. This is her own words. After resting my spirit with peace, I said, Sis, one of the questions that I need answers is, do you want a preacher to preach? at your celebration of life okay just so we're clear she's talking about speaking to diamond who has died she's dead she's not talking about before her death she's talking about speaking to her sister who is dead ceremony and all i heard her say was no <laughs> let the life i live speak for me I said, yes, ma'am. Then I said, girl, you have awakened America with your distinct voice. Now that you have the world's undivided attention, speak through me. Hmm. Here comes the auto writing. With my fingers on the keyboard, or you could say the typewriter, whichever one you want to call it. I begin to write, and this is what she said to me in my spirit, to tell you all. She said, tell them, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, I'm an anti-mandate. I believe that all human beings should have the right to choose if they want to get shot or not. The government should stop acting like dictators. I'm not an election denier, I'm an election defender. If the Constitution gives the power to the state legislators, that's, that's what we are supposed to follow, not made up rules made up from a backroom deal. Mm -hmm. I said, mm-hmm, that's right. She said, Biden is an illegitimate president. 
She said Fossey should be in jail for crimes against humanity. And if you think a dead person would say such a thing, you're out of your mind. She said, if masks really work, why you still wearing them? She said, if God intended for you to wear a mask, he wouldn't have created you nostrils. She said, if vaccines really work, why do you have to get a booster? She said, when did it become legal for grown men to have story hours with little children in adult clubs? All she politicized. Said, All politicized. Independent under Trump. And we still have that same energy and oil resource underneath our feet to sustain America. Why is the Biden regime purchasing oil from a foreign country who hates America? What a shame. Celebrate life and then politicize and why it. Why is he sending our strategic oil to a foreign country that wants to kill Americans? She also said no more machines. Bring back paper ballots and hand counting. She said the election was rigged, the 2020 election was rigged, and President Donald J. Trump is the true president, the true president of these United States. Okay. You take a time to remember the life of your sister and you make it ultimately political. That's what just happened right there. And she engaged, for those of you who don't understand what this is, it's called necromancy. It's talking to the dead. Okay? It's talking to the dead. It's very much, let me let me just be very clear, because I'm going to show you some stuff here in just a minute. This is the very junk that the conservative movement is pushing. I played Kenneth Copeland yesterday. Kenneth Copeland's place was opened up to General Michael Flynn... Trump's guy there to pray to the seven rays of light and all the archangels. Jesus isn't mentioned. God isn't mentioned. But he's a Roman Catholic, and Roman Catholics teach you to pray to the dead. Now, they'll say, well, we're praying to the saints, so they're really alive. They're dead here. Go read the scriptures. Jesus talked about Lazarus being asleep, and his disciples didn't get it. He goes, guys, he's dead. I don't pray to dead people. I have one mediator between me and God, the man Christ Jesus, and he lives forevermore to mediate between me and the Father. I don't pray to Mary. I don't pray to Joseph. None of them hear me. The dead do not hear me. I'm going to show you why, how that's true in just a minute. And I'm going to show you the problem is with the violation of God's law. But you heard it from her own mouth. I was talking to my sister, and she said this, and she said, and then I got my pen, and I started writing. That's auto-writing. Go look that up if you don't know what that is. That's opening yourselves up to spirits to do things through you. I believe many rock and roll musicians have done that. Some of them talk about how difficult it is to write some songs, and then their hits are like, man, it just comes in five or ten minutes. And it's But this is, it came out of her own mouth. I didn't say it. I didn't put it in her mouth. This is what she said. And she says, do you want a preacher? Well, what kind of preacher are you talking about? Let's, let's just go here for a second because she wants to say, Donald J. Trump is the man. He is the president. Well, listen. 
I've been on the side of that anyway. I do think there was voter fraud. I do think technically, legitimately, he's the president. But what's going on right now shows he's not. And I want to I want to get I want to put this in so that you kind of have a bigger view of what's going on. Here is Donald J. Trump's pastor. And I, I wish I would have pulled up that video because do you guys remember the video? If not, I'll try to find it and I'll throw it back in the archive. Where Donald was asked, have you ever asked God for forgiveness? Have you ever repented of sin? And he said, he, he kind of dodged the question, oh, you know, I try to do better, all this stuff, right? And he was asked again. And he goes, well, I don't think I've ever done that. A complete rejection of the gospel because the gospel calls men to repentance. And he said no to it. And then he goes on these stories about his pastor, the great Norman Vincent Peale, the, the perpetrator of neuro-linguistic programming. It's totally unbiblical, but nevertheless, this is Donald Trump's pastor, or was his pastor. His church is now taken over by sodomites and lesbians. This is what he had to say. Uh, this is the guy that, that Donald said he sat under. And if you're wondering where all the weirdness is of Donald's quote-unquote Christianity, which isn't Christianity, comes from, here it is. This is Norman Vincent Peale. He says, it's not necessary to be born again. Hmm. Jesus said, you must be born again. If you're not born again, you can't even see the kingdom of God. He says, you have your way to God. I have mine. Jesus said, I am the way. No man comes to the Father but by me. I found eternal peace in a Shinto shrine. In a Shinto shrine. Well, then why are you acting like you're a Christian preacher? I've been to Shinto shrines and God is everywhere. Yes, he is because he's omnipresent. That's not hard to understand. Christ is one of the ways. Hmm. Not what Jesus said. Jesus said he's the only way. God is everywhere. Well, yeah, God is everywhere. That doesn't mean that there's many ways to God. That is what Donald Trump sat under. And I, I don't know. I mean, i got to tell you, I don't know, has there been anybody who has actually given Donald Trump the gospel of Jesus Christ, confronted him with his sin, held up the law to determine, hey, you've sinned. And by the way, Silk, you're talking with Donald, and whether it's the vax, whether it's the shot or the results of the shot, if there is such a thing as transmission that's actually taking place, then who is responsible for rolling that out? The guy you support the most, Donald Trump. And you can tell me all day long, well, he didn't give mandates. He said you have freedom, you can choose. But he should never have put it out in the first place. He stole our money to do it unconstitutionally. He didn't have any authority to do it. Paid it to Big Pharma, which he says, oh, they don't like me. No, they love you, Donnie. You're a good salesman for them. You brought out their CPR test that doesn't work, and you displayed it in the Rose Garden. You pimped the shot for years and claimed that it doesn't it hasn't killed anybody. And she's sitting here in front of him, the guy who's responsible, whether it's through shedding or whether it's through 5G. Let's, let's bring that into the matter. Donald Trump put in protections for 5G and 6G and 7G. You remember the speech he had in 7G and 8G, 9G, 10G? This is what he was doing. 
It's not a laughing matter. It's not a laughing matter at all. Now, where is all this coming from? Why is it coming in? Let's back up here. I played for you Kenneth uh, Copeland yesterday. And he is a false teacher. If you're supporting him, you're a, you're a fool. You don't know your Bible. And what I say when you're a fool, you've rejected what God has said. That's what a fool is. You said, there is no God. And you said, well, no, I believe there's a God. No, you don't believe it because you would be obeying his word. And you'd be calling General Flynn out for stuff like this. You'd be calling Kenneth Copeland out for stuff like this. And somebody should love Silk enough to tell her, look, girl, what you're doing is wrong. What you're doing is wrong and you need to repent. Here's Michael Flynn. Again, keep in mind, Roman Catholic background, paganism under a thin veneer of Christianity. That's what that is. And if you're Roman Catholic, I'm not meaning to be offensive to you in what I'm saying. I'm simply saying if you are adhering to Roman dogma, you're adhering to a false antichrist religion. That's what you're adhering to. Here's what General Flynn prayed at Kenneth Copeland's place. We are your instrument of those sevenfold rays and all your archangels, all of them. We will not retreat. We will not retreat. We will stand our ground. We'll, we will not fear to speak. We will be the instrument of your will. Whatever it is. In your name. And the name of your legions. We are freeborn. And we shall remain freeborn. And we shall not be enslaved. Lies and deception, you're already enslaved. By any foe. Hmm. Except your own sin there, Flynn. So help me God. God bless you. God bless America. Thank you very much. All right. So, no reference to the Christ. No reference to the Father. But we're praying to sevenfold rays of light and archangels and stuff. What happened when John fell down at the feet of the angel in the book of Revelation to worship him? That's what prayer is. It's part of worship. What did he do? Knock that off. Stop that. I'm a servant like you are. And here are these mindless people going along with a political figure. They get stars in their eyes. As Kate says, politics is uh, Hollywood for ugly people. And, and this is what they're doing. He's leading them in a blasphemous prayer. This is coming into the Christian conservative constitutional circles. You need to be aware of it. That's not all. I played this one for you, I don't know, a week or two ago. This was at CPAC. And this dude, I don't even know who he is, but Marjorie Taylor Greene is inside the little jail cell here that they've erected at CPAC, praying for some kind of, I don't know, um, political prisoner. Or, you know, he's in an orange jumpsuit and stuff. This guy got what he's saying from Michael Flynn. No doubt in my mind about it. Take a listen. Trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thy is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, and the glory, and the power, and the glory, and the glory, and 
Jesus, we trust Listen. in you. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits. Release this bondage that's going on in our country and upon Brandon. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen, brother. Yes. At least he brought Jesus into the picture there, but that's mingling it with this worship of angels, which we're told not to do in the scriptures. We're told not to do it. We're forbidden from doing that. And again, prayer is a part of worship. And this is coming into the quote-unquote Christian, conservative, constitutional circles, and nobody's rebuking it. Nobody. Oh, yes, brother, pray it. Pray to Michael the archangel. Why don't we throw in Mary for good measure? Maybe we can get Joseph. Maybe we can start calling out the Catholic saints out of this. Maybe we can get all of them involved. And let me tell you what. You'll be ju I'll be just like Elijah and saying, man, them saints ain't answering, are they? Michael the Archangel ain't answering, are they? Oh, they must be on vacation. They must be on the toilet. They must be asleep. You are fools for your pain for doing stuff like that. You really are. Oh, Tim, you're judging. Yes, I am making a judgment. It is a moral judgment. I'm, I'm not the judge, so I don't make judicial decrees. I don't have anything to do with, with that at all. That's the Lord's. But I am making a moral judgment based on what God said to do and not to do. These people don't know God. Their daddy is the devil. Okay? Their daddy's the devil. So, I want to stick with this issue that Silk brought up where she's talking to her dead sister and she's allowing her to write through her. Because many people don't know this. Some of you do. I, I'm not saying that. You, you guys know what I think about you as an audience, at least what I see in the chat and stuff. But even those of you listening on the radio, I don't think you're a stupid people. And when I use stupid, I'm talking about how people use it in the vernacular to tear down people. You may be dull of hearing, which is what really stupid means, but I don't mean that you're, you're ignorant of a lot of things. But there are many of you who are. You call yourself a Christian because you go to a church. Or because you got a Bible in your house. Or you were raised in a Christian house, but you don't know the Scriptures, and you don't obey the Lord Jesus Christ. You're very much like... Donald Trump, when asked what's your favorite Bible verse, and he doesn't know, and then he's asked again, and he quotes something that isn't even in the Bible. I know a lot of people like that. I know a lot of people like that. So let's go to what God says about what Silk said she did uh, with her sister. First place we're going to stop is Leviticus 19.31. And here's the context of what he's saying. He's laying out several things not to do. Verse 28, he says, Ye shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor print any marks upon you. Tattoo yourself for the dead. I am the Lord. Do not prostitute thy daughter to cause her to be a whore, lest the land fall into whoredom, and the land become full of wickedness. Mm. 
boy, that could apply really big time, not just to our land, but to lands around the earth. You shall keep my Sabbaths and revere my sanctuary. I am the Lord. Regard not them that have familiar spirits, neither seek after wizards to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Hmm. They have familiar spirits or seeking after wizards. That ties right in with this talking to the dead. And if it isn't clear, he goes on. We've got lots of passages here to cover. Deuteronomy 18, beginning at verse 9, listen to what God says. When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations the disgusting works of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or daughter to pass through the fire, or that useth divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. Now look, he didn't say necromancy was an abomination. He said all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. Let that sink in for a second. He says the people engaged in it are an abomination. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. Do you know why God sent the children of Israel into the land of Canaan? Because they were abominable. They were engaged in the very things that God put in his law and says, don't do these things. And they were destroyed. And the people came in and took over the land as a result of it. Yeah, God's pretty serious about talking to the dead and this auto-writing stuff because that flows from it, familiar spirits. And what are we told in Scripture? Here's 1 John chapter 4. Here's what we're told. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist. And this, just, this is not just people who, who don't believe God came in the flesh. Because when, he, when John writes that Jesus came in the flesh... When you go back to John chapter 1, you'll see he means God came in the flesh. God cloaked himself in flesh. He became a man so that he might save men from their sin. That's what he's talking about. This applies to Islam. This applies to Roman Catholicism. This applies to all the false cults and religions out there. Because they reject that God came in the flesh. What Roman Catholicism believe? Yeah, and they reject everything about him. This is why they continually perform a mass over and over and over and over and over again. This is why they threaten you. If you commit a mortal sin, then you, you lose grace and you have to come do all these things and this, that, and the other. That's not what the Bible says. 
offering the sacrifice of Christ over and over and over and over again. When the Bible says he offered himself once for all and then sat down at the right hand of the Father, he had completed his work. But Rome wants to keep it going because there's money being made on the sacrifice of Christ. That's why they do it. Going back to 1 John chapter 4. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already it, it is it in the world. Year of God, little children, have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. Going back to Isaiah. This is uh, chapter 8. Bind up the testimony. Or excuse me, chapter 8, verse 16. Bind up the testimony. Seal the law among my disciples, and I will wait upon the Lord that hideth his face from the house of Jacob, and I will look for him. Behold, I and the children whom the Lord hath given me are for signs and for wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts, which dwelleth in Mount Zion. Now pay attention. And when they shall say unto you, Seek unto them that have familiar spirits, and unto wizards that peep, and that mutter, should not a people seek unto their God? For the living to the dead, to the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Now, what did we just hear from General Michael Flynn? The seven rays of light. Let me tell you something. General Michael Flynn has no light in him. He doesn't have any light. He doesn't appeal to the law and to the testimony. That's not what he's appealing to. In fact, he's shunning that. What is Silk doing? Is she appealing to the law and to the testimony? Or is she shunning that? Listen, friend, if you cast off the law and the prophets, if that's what you do, there's no light in you. You can claim you're a Christian. You can claim you have light and this, that, and the other all you want. You're not appealing to what God said. I didn't say it either. God said it. If your problem is there, and I read it to you in the context. I read it to you in the context. I didn't just pull it out and say, well, this is just you know, what my interpretation. We read it in the context. There's no light in them. Now, check this out. And they shall pass through it, hardly bestead and hungry. And it shall come to pass that when thou shalt be hungry, they shall fret themselves and curse their king and their God and look upward. And they shall look into the earth and behold trouble and darkness, uh, dimness and anguish, and they shall be driven to darkness. Because there's no light in them. They don't want to come to the light. They don't want to see their evil deeds. Isn't that what Jesus said? Yeah, they don't come to the light because that's, what, that's what's going on. Here's another one. Leviticus chapter 20, verse 6. We're going to look at another uh, one after this. If I pulled it up, I thought I'd pulled it up. If not, we'll kick over to it. Leviticus 20, beginning of verse 1, he says, And I will set my face against that man, and will cut him off from among his people, because he hath given of his seed unto Molech, to defile my sanctuary, and to profane my holy name. Abortion is just the modern version of Molech. Sacrificing children of Molech. That's what it is. And if the people of the land do any ways hide their eyes from the man, when he giveth of his seed unto Molech, and kill him not. Hmm. Did you catch that? And if the people of the land do any ways hide their eyes from the man, when he giveth his seed unto Molech, and kill him not, stop him from doing what he's doing. I want my abolition and pro-life friends to think about that a second. 
stop him. You you don't look at it, and you don't you don't stop him by. They say, "Kill him not." Then I will set my face against that man and against his family, and will cut him off, and all that go a whoring after him, to commit whoredom with Molech from among their people, and the soul that turneth after such as have familiar spirits and after wizards to go a whoring after them. I mean, look how the Bible the Bible puts that as whoring; it puts it as a, adultery, spiritual adultery. That's what God is talking to them about. I will even set my face against that soul and will cut him off from among his people. Sanctify yourselves, therefore, and be ye holy, for I am the Lord your God, and ye shall keep my statutes and do them. I am the Lord which sanctify you. For every one that curseth his father and mother shall be surely put to death. He that cursed his father and mother, his blood shall be upon him. So here's the context again. The sacrifice of children to Molech. Now, later on, um, I don't know if I pulled that one up. I want to have these so that I can just drop them in. So you guys, you know, you can go through them yourself. Um, you know, if you want to do that a little bit later on. The same chapter, Leviticus 20. What's the punishment for engaging in this in this kind of stuff? Well, verse 27. A man also or a woman that hath a familiar spirit or that is a wizard shall surely be put to death. They shall stone them with stones. Their blood shall be upon them. You're engaged in this kind of stuff? It's a, it was a death penalty in Israel. Pretty sure it used to be a death penalty here in the United States. Yeah, I know some people get a little weird with some stuff, but nevertheless, God's word is what it is. And you can go over into 2 Kings chapter 21. Look at this. Here's Manasseh. When he was 12 years old, he began to reign and reigned 50 and 5 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was uh, Hezebah. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord after the abominations of the heathen, whom the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. For he built up again the high places which Hezekiah's father had destroyed, and he reared up altars for Baal and made a grove, as did Ahab king of Israel, and worshipped all the host of heaven and served them. He was crying out to the angels. That's what the host of heaven, the angels, the stars, the moon, anything else in the creation but the living God. And he built altars in the house of the Lord, of which the Lord said, In Jerusalem will I put my name. And he built altars for all the host of heaven in the two courts of the house of the Lord. And he made his son pass through the fire and observed times and used enchantments and dealt with familiar spirits and wizards. And he wrought much wickedness in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. And it went on. And he set a graven image of the grove that he had made in the house of which the Lord said to David and to Solomon's son, In this house and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all tribes of Israel, will I put my name forever. I mean, he's a blasphemer. He was an idolater. What about somebody else? Oh, we have Saul. Some people say, well, Jesus talked with Moses and Elijah. Yeah, because he's the God of the living, not of the dead. And yeah, I know Moses and Elijah were passed off the scene. I get it. But they were coming to bear witness of who he was. He didn't go do an incantation to get Moses and Elijah. Okay? Completely different thing. But... In Israel, said, you're not to contact the dead. We've read the law, right? Go to 1 Samuel chapter 28, and we're going to see a guy, the king, in fact, 
Israel had wicked kings. Manasseh was one of them we just read. Saul was a wicked king. And here's what we read in 1 Samuel chapter 28. Remember, there's a law in the land that if you're a witch, if you're somebody who is a necromancer, if you're any of this kind of stuff, you're going to be killed. So Saul goes and he seeks out such a thing. And said Saul unto his servants, verse 7 of chapter 28 of 1 Samuel, Seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit, that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servant said to him, Behold, there's a woman that hath a familiar spirit at Endor. And Saul disguised himself and put on other raiment. And he went and two men with him, and they came to the woman by night. And he said, I pray thee, divine unto me by the familiar spirit, and bring me him up whom I shall name unto thee. And the woman said unto him, Behold, thou knowest what Saul hath done. She doesn't recognize it's the king himself. How he hath cut off those that have familiar spirits and wizards out of the land. So Saul was playing the hypocrite here. Wherefore then layest thou a snare for my life to cause me to die? And Saul swore to her by the Lord. Isn't that interesting? He's swearing, to, he's swearing to somebody who should have been put to death for her necromancy, for her familiar spirits. He's swearing to her by the Lord. I mean, you're talking about getting yourself just deeper and deeper. Saying, as the Lord liveth, there shall no punishment happen to thee for this thing. Then said the woman, Whom shall I bring up to thee? And he said, Bring me up Samuel. Remember, Samuel's the prophet of God. Samuel's the one that told Saul that the kingdom was torn from him because he didn't obey the voice of the Lord by destroying everything when they went into the land. And so here's what happened. When the woman saw Samuel, Samuel actually came up from the dead. In some type of spirit form, obviously it was he was visible. Not going to get into technicalities. They saw him. The woman saw him. And she cried with a loud voice. And the woman spake to Saul, saying, Why hast thou deceived me? For thou art Saul. Instantly she knew it. Now, I don't know how she knew that. I don't know how that was going on. But she did. And the king said unto her, Be not afraid, for what sawest thou? And the woman said unto Saul, I saw gods ascending out of the earth. That's the way she puts it. I saw gods ascending out of the earth. Let me tell you something. You start missing in the spirit world, you're going to get yourself in a world of hurt. We're going to continue this uh, very briefly on the other side of this. You want to catch that, sonsoflibertymedia.com, beforesnews.com, or some of the other outlets that we mentioned before. Uh, guys, have a great day. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Sonsoflibertymedia.com. We'll be back in the morning with the Common Core Diva Lynn Taylor for Rotten at the Core Wednesday. Lord willing, see you then. Okay, want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And let's just pick up here with, with what's going on in the text. Because it gets, it gets worse, at least for Saul. So she sees him coming up. She recognized, Her eyes are open to see that it's really Saul she's talking to. And he said unto her, What form is he of? And she said, An old man cometh up. So she's seeing Samuel. And he's covered with a mantle, and Saul perceived that it was Samuel, and he stooped with his face to the ground and bowed himself. And Samuel said to Saul, Why hast thou disquieted me to bring me up? And Saul answered, I am sore distressed, for the Philistines make war against me, and God has departed from me, and answereth me no more, neither by prophets nor by dreams. Therefore I have called thee, that thou mayest make known unto me what I shall do. Now, he's not going to like the message 
that he gets from Samuel. But this is what happens when you disobey the Lord. Then said Samuel, Wherefore then dost thou ask of me, seeing the Lord has departed from thee, and has become thine enemy? Hmm. Are you asking the man of God these kinds of things? God's not on your side, Saul. He's your enemy. You've made him your enemy through your disobedience. And the Lord hath done to him as he spake by me. For the Lord hath rent the kingdom out of thine hand and given it to thy neighbor, even to David. Because thou obeyest not the voice of the Lord, nor executest his fierce wrath upon Amalek. Therefore hath the Lord done this thing unto thee this day. Moreover, the Lord will also deliver Israel with thee into the hand of the Philistines. And tomorrow shalt thou and thy sons be with me. In other words, you're going to die. You and your boys tomorrow, you're going to be dead. That's pretty heavy. The Lord also shall deliver the host of Israel into the hand of the Philistines. Then Saul fell straightway all along on the earth and was sore afraid. Yeah, you should be. It's a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God, Saul. He was sore afraid because of the words of Samuel. And there was no strength in him, for he had eaten no bread all day, nor all the night. And the woman takes care of him, and the rest is history. He and his boys, Jonathan, David's friend, they're all killed the next day, just like Samuel said. And here was Saul going to a woman with a familiar spirit, a witch, engaging in necromancy. And what happens? Yeah, he's judged. He is judged. The Apostle Paul warns about such things. Here's what he writes, 1 Timothy chapter 4. Now the Spirit expressly uh, speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. So in order to be seduced by spirits and doctrines of, de of devils, they'll leave the faith. They're apostate. They become apostate. They leave the truth and they believe the lies. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. So they depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, and commanding to abstain from meats. Mm, that is the very definition of what you find in Roman Catholicism, that's for sure. Which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused if it, is, if it be received with thanksgiving. What are we seeing going on right now? How can these people who have referred to themselves as Christians and constitutionalists and conservatives, they're none of it. Many of them don't know the Constitution at all. Many of them don't conserve anything. Many of them don't know what the Bible says. I mean, really what it says. They're kind of like, uh, if any of you guys have seen the old film, Fiddler on the Roof. They're like Tevia. And he goes, well, as the good book says, and he just rambles off something. And everybody's like, it doesn't say that. And he just kind of brushes it aside. Donald Trump could play that part, by the way. 
For real, he could play it. What's happening in the country to where this is going on? What's happening where people applaud a lady for her necromancy and her auto riding? Christian people or self-professed Christian people applaud that. Oh, Tim, you know, she's she's hurt and she's down and all these kinds of things are going on. And so just cut her a little slight. I understand that. That doesn't give you a right to break the law of God. It doesn't do that. And I'm going to tell you, somebody ought to love Silk enough. Maybe somebody's listening who's close enough to her. They ought to love her enough to say, wait a minute, what you're doing there is wrong. I know you love your sister. I know you miss your sister. I know it's traumatic. I know you want answers, and we want answers too. But what you're doing, you need to repent of. It's an abomination before the Lord. Just as much as the hands that shed innocent blood, those that have uh, unjust weights and measurements, those who engage in sodomy, it's an abomination before the Lord. So what's going on? I'll tell you. Psalm chapter 9. Verse 16. The Lord is known by the judgment which he executeth. The Lord is known by the judgment which he executeth. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. Higalon, Selah. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten. The expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. Arise, O Lord, let not man prevail. Let the heathen be judged in thy sight. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men. Selah. Listen, you have to confront it. I don't think you have to be nasty with people. I think you confront them in a manner that you want to be confronted. But this is serious stuff. What Silk is engaged in here, what Michael Flynn is engaged in, what all these, some of these other people are engaged in that we played here, this is the result of God turning them over to their sin. Romans chapter 1. It is the result of God turning them over to their sin. And the only salvation from sin is found in the Savior of, uh, of men from sin, the Lord Jesus. And by the way, He doesn't just save men from the consequences, the wrath to come. He saves them from the power of their sin. He is in the process, as Romans 8, 28 and following tell us, He is in the process of sanctifying us, setting us apart, and conforming us to the image of His Son. And I want to ask something. Did Christ sin? Whose image would He be formed in? Tim's? I hope not. I hope not. We're to be conformed to the image of Christ. So that's why the message is, go and sin no more. Stop sinning. Repent. And I got to tell you, if you're a true believer, you're repenting every single day of something that God's put his finger on in your life. 
If you're not, if you're just going through life, it's a breeze and never any conviction of sin, and you're not engaged in the fight against your own flesh, number one, and then against the world, as it were, with the weapons that we have, which are not carnal, by the way. If you're not doing that, then there's a good chance you might need to examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. You might need to see if you're in the faith. Because that's what the Spirit of God does. He renews us, and He gives us of His Spirit. Now, I was thinking the other day, just real quickly, it's just a thought. I was thinking the other day, you know, what's the difference here? And it's a little off topic, but it kind of gets to what I'm saying. What's the difference here in the New Testament to where Jesus says it's necessary that I go away so that the Father may send you the Spirit? And he's not only going to be with you, he's going to be in you. And you know, you read in the Old Testament, David cried out to God, don't take from me your Holy Spirit. So the Spirit was there with David. Don't know that it indwelled him like it does New Testament believers. We see the Spirit of God comes upon Samson. We see the Spirit of God comes upon the prophets. Why is he indwelling him? I was just having this thought. I'm just going to toss this out for you today. You can let me know what you think in the comments or whatever. But uh, in any case, in the Old Testament, what happened when they had the tabernacle of the temple? Well, the priests would go through the, the ceremonies. You, you see some of this laid out in the book of Hebrews, but you also see it laid out in the Old Testament as to how they're to perform their worship. And one of the things they do is in the Holy of Holies, there was the Ark of the Covenant. And that Ark of the Covenant preserved the rod of Aaron um, and the, uh, the jar of manna and, uh, and the Ten Commandments, the law, the covenant that was there. And what had to happen? Well, the priest had to offer sacrifice, and they had to take blood into, the high priest had to take the blood into the Holy of Holies, and he had to sprinkle it on what was the mercy seat, which was the top of the Ark of the Covenant. He had to sprinkle it on there. And then... The Spirit of or God came into the Holy of Holies in a form of a pillar of cloud. He came in there. But it wasn't until the blood was on the mercy seat. And I think there's application to understand, as we said the other day, from Romans, if you don't have the Spirit of God, you're none of His. The reason the Spirit of God can be inside us, that He can indwell us, is because the blood has been applied to us. If the blood's not been applied to you, you do not have the Spirit of God. And so you're going to go wandering after all this other kind of stuff here. You know, talking to the dead, you know, left off. I mean, read Romans 1. That is a people who God gives up to those things. He's not embracing them. They're not His. Paul's clear. God gives them up. And it isn't just sodomy or lesbianism. There's a whole slew of things there. Those who disobey their parents. Those who murder. Those who gossip. There's a whole list of people. And we need to be those who are pursuing hard after our God. Otherwise, what are we going to be? We're going to be turned into hell. Just like he says, and you're seeing it happen all around you. And I know many of you go, what is going on? That's what's going on. That's what's going on. God is turning us over 
to our sin. One of the greatest judgments that we can face is just being left alone to engage in our sin. I hope today that you'll repent. If, you, if the message has struck you in any place, I pray that, that you'll repent. That God will do for you what he did for me in Jesus Christ. Because I was unworthy of it, still am unworthy of it. Don't toot my own horn for anything. If there's anything good in me, it's what God has done in me. Period. That's it. Because everything else is nasty. It really is. And I hope that if you know the Lord Jesus, you'll continue to pass this message on to other people. Because this is the only message we got. But boy, we are in serious need of repentance, and it must begin at the house of God, those who name the name of Christ. That's what the Bible says, because that's where judgment's going to come. So with that said, guys, have a great day. Brad, catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And uh, the Common Core diva, Lynn Taylor, will be with us in the morning, Lord willing, 6 a.m. bright and early for Rotten to the Core Wednesday. Talk to you then.